You're listening to the Prof. Joe COVID-19 Aged Care Podcast. If you're an aged care professional, you can connect with us at the Prof. Joe COVID-19 Aged Care Facebook group. Otherwise, you can connect with us at our regular page at Prof. Joe Online. You can also visit our website at profjoe.com.au for a collection of all our links. Also, feel free to email us at info at profjoe.com.au. Welcome. Ensuring a humane lockdown. The scenes out of Spain last week made a strong case for a total lockdown by way of reminding us of the stakes involved and therefore how important it is to keep the virus out of care homes in the first place. For families and friends to stop entering the facility, this requires them to trust that their loved ones are going to be in safe hands during this stressful time. And to that effect, the stories of abandonment of facilities in Spain also highlight another key concern that the aged care system over there broke under the pressure and did not have sufficient safeguards. Now some say, that's not gonna happen here. That was Spain, this is Australia. But to that I say, I hope you're right. But Spain is known for integrating elders into their community. They're also an example of a very healthy country, Bloomberg's healthiest country according to ratings on the index last year. Though, at this time, all we can do is speculate. The situation there could very likely have been this. The staff may have done everything they could to stay, but were simply overwhelmed by the risk of disease in the setting of the outbreak. Services were not escalated in a logical way and were not put in place fast enough to support them in a crisis situation the likes of which they had never experienced before. Looking at this from Australia, Though we want to think we're different, the Royal Commission has already pointed out significant failures of our current system. And these failures follow the very same themes that the editorial from El Pace pointed out for the Spanish system in our last episode. Namely, problems with the management structure, profit-focused care, a lack of adequate staffing, appropriate skill sets and support, and together with an excessive reliance on the use of chemical restraints. In this setting, it's understandable why family members of people in aged care might be very concerned right now about not seeing their loved ones in care homes because of a lockdown put in place to protect them. There's a certain degree of security and vigilance that comes from being able to see your loved one in the home regularly. When you lose that ability, you may cease to trust that they will be okay. And you may not have confidence that things are gonna go as planned, that they're gonna be well looked after and that they're not going to be inappropriately restrained. We are already hearing stories of people trying to remove their families from their care homes and attempting to take them home to their own homes, which especially when done quickly and without the appropriate home care can result in significant new risks to the resident. So then, if we want to enforce upon the residents, their families and friends a harsh lockdown, we need to consider another rule to help them feel safe. And that's as follows. It's only acceptable that we insist on a hard lockdown if we at the same time take all measures to make that lockdown as humane as possible. And the critical factor here is trust. The facility needs to earn the residents and the residents' families trust that they will do everything possible to keep the residents safe and well looked after during this time that they will be excluded from the facility. In this podcast, we're gonna look at two different areas. 
First, we're going to look at measures that should be taken to ensure that a resident and their family can place their trust in the aged care system to support them at this time. We will advocate here for developing an emergency COVID response team with advocates and real-time accreditors assigned to each facility and under the supervision of a federal team that can target escalations as required to individual facilities and that can deliver new directives about care to these facilities in a rapid response fashion. Their focus will be on maintaining vigilance, ensuring surveillance and being a channel for facilities to express their stress and to thereby achieve the adequate escalation from up the chain right up to Canberra. They will also serve as an important advocate for family members of facilities alike at this time. Second, we're going to look into measures that individual facilities can take to better build their relationship of trust with the family. These measures include communicating well with families, creating avenues for regular non-personal contact with residents, keeping them updated on resident well-being, and creating a channel for escalation if the family has concerns about care. Finally, we're going to look at some practical measures that can be put in place in individual facilities to help keep residents connected with their families and also to improve their quality of life during these times of isolation. Here, we will be advocating to create a new resident team member with the title Resident Communications Officer. This will be the liaison that organises and facilitates regular communication channels between the resident and family during this time. We will be advocating for the federal government to provide funding for this role, as well as the technology required to support these virtual communications. <laughs>